everybody. Welcome in to the I Want to Know podcast. I am your host, Greg Jones, and I am leading you on this inquisitive departure into audio wisdom. I want to thank you guys for hanging out. Today's show is going to be a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun talking to my guests. We'll get to that in just a moment. First, I want to thank everybody for listening. I want to thank everybody for downloading. Thank everyone for telling friends and family and all that good stuff. I say it every week, but I don't mean it any less. You guys are the only advertising I have, and I appreciate every little bit. So keep spreading that word. All right, on to today's show. This one is so much fun. I talked to Charlotte Kemp. Charlotte was Miss December 1982. That's right, Playboy Centerfold. How many guys out there listening right now have always wanted to meet a Playboy Centerfold? Oh my God, dream come true. Smoking hot. I know you're going to be Googling these pictures by the time the the show is over. Probably halfway through the show, and I don't blame you. And yes, you will enjoy them. Anyways, Charlotte wrote a book. It's called Centerfold, a collection of stories by Charlotte Kemp. It is a very fun read. Look, it's no Harry Potter novel, of course. It's probably even better because it's all about stories from Playboy Playmates. What else could you want? We talk about a lot of the stories she puts in the book and even some more in the show. We get into her family finding out about her being in Playboy, dropping out of college to become a model, living at the mansion, the infamous grotto, so much more. She was even Miss Best Breast America at one point. Can't beat that. That's that's uh, that's top honor right there. If you guys want to get her book, I have links up at IWantToKnowShow.com. Click on the guests page. Links will be on Miss Charlotte Kemp's profile. Or you can just head over to Amazon by clicking on the Amazon banner at IWantToKnowShow.com. Will not cost you anything extra. It just helps keep the show free for you guys, which is all I want to do. And search for Centerfolds, a collection of stories. And once again, by Charlotte Kemp. You will not be disappointed. Very, very fun, like I said. So let's just get right into it. I am being joined by the one and only Miss Charlotte Kemp. If the name sounds familiar, Miss December 1982, I have to say this is probably a dream come true for all men that I know, talking to a Playboy Playmate. Charlotte, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you. Thank you. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing great now. I never thought in my wildest dreams I'd be talking to a former centerfold. Well, I guess your wildest dreams came true. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So thank you for hanging out today. Um, you're here to talk about your new book, which is a ton of fun. It's called Centerfolds, A Collection of Stories by Charlotte Kemp. Uh, basically, I mean, tell us a little bit of the book. It's, it's stories from you and, and some of your friends that were other centerfolds in, in Playboy. Um, actually, it's taken me 20 years to do the whole collection of stories. Uh, there are 18 playmates in it, uh, five are deceased, and then from the famous photographers, and uh, Cindy Geyer, very famous pictorial model, um, and it's all about our stories, from our, you know, not always within the mansion, outside the mansion, celebrities, I mean, we can name them off here, uh, you know, Tom Cruise, Jerry Brokenheimer, you know, Michael Crichton, you know, goes down the line. But it tells stories of our lives instead of having, you know, Playboy tell our stories. I've always wanted to have us have our own voices and our own stories. Yeah, this way it's not kind of being filtered through the legal department, right? Absolutely. 
<laughs> Social media made it hot. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So I want to talk about the book. First, I kind of want to talk about um, about your, your early years. I mean, everybody wants to know how to become a Playboy model. But first, how was your family life growing up? Um, was your family conservative? My family life growing up, I, w- I was just a total jock. I was this tall, skinny girl. I swam. Uh, at two years old, my grandfather, who was the mayor of um, Grosse Point Woods for four terms, threw me in Lake Michigan and said, swim. <laughs> and I swam. And I didn't stop for 17 years. Um, you know, I was just, uh, and I was, was just a total tomboy. And just growing up, you know, Michigan and Ohio, I was born in Omaha, but we went back up to Michigan and, you know, I had a great childhood, uh, just very kind of wild, crazy and, and just did well in school and, you know, small, it, it's, you know, they play with picks you for a reason sure. because you're the girl next door. Right. You, you have that look. Yeah. And, and through, I think through most of the nineties, the girls always had that girl next door look. Yeah, and I, I think it's gotten a little convoluted, but you know, <laughs> another story for another time. Whatever. So, so, what did your family think when you got into Playboy? Was that like a big shock, a big uproar amongst your family? Actually, uh, I have a funny story about that, and it's going. I am actually doing a sequel to this book oh, nice. called Centerfolds and Bunnies. But what happened is, uh, but my grandmother, who lived in Michigan. I was on the Sally Jesse Raphael show, and it was like when she first started. And I got, you know, I was on the show, and I'll tell you, these people were just like going for the throat, you know, for the jugular. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm 20 years old. And I just kept very low tone, monotone, and just, you know, kept with it instead of, you know, arguing against them or, you know, starting anything. My grandmother calls me the next day, and she said, I just saw you and Sally Jesse Raphael. And I said, oh, okay, Grandma. And she's like 92 years old. She uh-huh. said, I had to go to the liquor store to buy. And my, mother, my grandmother was a teetotaler, everything. She said, I had to go to the liquor store and buy your magazine. And I was like, okay, because I was kind of embarrassed. I'm going, is she going to scream? Or is she? She said, you look beautiful. I oh. love you, Charlotte. You look absolutely beautiful. And next time you do any kind of modeling, you need to tell me so I don't have to see it on television and I have to go to the liquor store to buy it. <laughs> How cool is that? That's super cool. <laughs> she very much could have said, I can't believe you did that. No, she absolutely, she completely, it, not most of my family did, but she did. She completely supported me and she said, those are beautiful pictures, Charlotte. And she was like, don't make me go have to go to the liquor store or some store to buy, you know, everything. And I was like, oh, thank you, Grammy. Thank <laughs> you. So, I mean, it was like, oh, you know, because no one wants to be bitched out by their grandmother. Of, so, <laughs> of all people. And uh, she was like so supportive. And she said, you held yourself up so well. A lot of these people were like, you know, kind of bitching and you know, whatever, at me, at Sally, Jesse, Raphael, and I just kind of stayed cool. And, and she said, you held yourself very well, and your pictures are beautiful. 
said, I just don't want to go to the liquor store to buy them. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what was the, uh, I guess, the topic when you were on this show, on the Sally Just Raphael show? Was it about your mom? Well, I, that was like one of the first promos I did because I was from Detroit. And, uh, you know, it was, the, you know, it, me being, you know, a playmate from Detroit, I was like one of the, the first. Mm-hmm. And uh, at that time, the economy, which is bad now, was bad then. And I think people thought, and they can be very conservative in Michigan. Yeah. And, you know, I thought that, uh, well, what I felt from the crowd is that they were, you know, how do you get out of here? You know, like, you know, calling me, you know, different names and, and not different names, but, you know, really against me because I had done a nude and I'm from Detroit and da, da, da. And I was like, oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> just, you know, just go with the flow and yep. just be calm and cool. But, uh, you know, they were kind of against me because they thought, you know, okay, you're a playmate, now you're famous, you're rich, which is a real misnomer of people that about playmates. It's a real misnomer that we're, we're all famous and rich and everything else. And I was, I was a brand new playmate. I mean, I was, you know, barely out of my, uh, you know, pull-ups. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit, you know. Excuse me. Um, that was French for shite. Sure. Uh, <laughs> Bonjour. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I just had to fend them off, and I just had to keep calm and cool and just, you know, go with the flow and just not let them, like, you know how when people aggressively are being contentious against you? Yeah. You kind of go, all right, I can take it two ways here. I can go slam back at them. Or I can lower the level, be calm, cool, collected, and just, you know, and do And that's what I decided to do. And I'm sure a, a big amount of that is just them being jealous. I, uh, You know what? I don't have a psychology degree, but <laughs> who knows? You know, maybe they were jealous because, you know, in Detroit, it, the economy there for 30, 40 years has been so bad. Yeah. You know, and 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 uh, Sally Jesse Raphael. I think it was one of her. It was in her first year, so it was a brand new crowd, and everything. And uh, people were pissed off. That's funny. and I was like, "What did I do?" You know. <laughs> yeah, they're pissed off, but they went home and bought the magazine anyway. So you mentioned in the book that you were studying in college when this all kind of started to go down. I got to know what you were studying in college. Um, English and psychology and biology. Funny. And did you ever finish yeah. that? Uh, no, I finished my English degree. Okay. But I did not go on in biology or the psychology. But although I've taken every single course you can take in psychology and then all my English. So you could you could essentially be an English teacher right now if you wanted. Um, no, oh. because I never finished my core you know, like history, uh, you know, calculus, all that. You all have to finish all that core stuff. I just finished what I wanted to finish. <laughs> I like Sorry, it. but well, I just chose what I wanted to do, and I was like, sure. I don't want to do all this other bullshit. You know, yeah, <laughs> I don't blame you. 
Um, all right. So in the book, one of my favorite stories that you told was about being on set of Risky Business. You and your your friend, who's also a model. Yeah, my roommate was yeah. Jill DeVries, and she was Miss April uh, 1978. We were roommates, and so we get hired to be like the hookers extras on Risky <laughs> Business. And so we go there, and there's a whole other story in the next book about this. But nice. So I, I had like kind of a flu. I was not feeling well, and they spark up this, you know, uh, uh, smoke machine. Right. We're standing on the stairs, and I just went, <laughs> and I just, I spewed oh, all no. over the set. They had to clear the set, clean it, and I ended up on the cutting floor, obviously. They sent me home. <laughs> but it was the smoke, and I was, I had kind of a flu, and I was just like, oh, my God, you know. I couldn't help it. Just a <laughs> too much. And but did your friend make the cut? Oh yeah. Oh nice. She did. Nice. Yeah, Jill's in it. But uh, it's the same thing when I went to Pamplona. We had, you know, the festival of San Fermín, Pamplona. I had taped my boobs down <laughs> and wore a hat, tied my hair up, wore a hat, and did the whole garb. And this is before women are not supposed to run it. Okay. Well, I was going to run it. <laughs> so the night before, though, we had, I mean, everyone there is just drunk. I mean, Hemingway in his story about it is like, you know, the sun also rises. The whole thing about that is so true. People just lie drunk in the square. I mean, there's just thousands of people. Well, we had eaten a blood sausage the night before. We all got real drunk, had eaten a blood sausage. Mm. And. I know, but we were really hungry, and it was a street vendor, and it looked really good, so we ate it. So the next morning, we were staying in this condo, and the woman had said, oh, no, it's all fresh water. Well, we didn't really take off the cap, you know, to, you know, if it's fresh water, it should clip the cap, you know what I mean? No. And bottles of water. Oh, okay. Well, we drank it anyways, and we didn't realize. So... I go running. They grab me because my head, my head falls off. My hair is like flying everywhere, and they grab me out of the crowd and put me through the fence. So we go, you know, the bulls go in, and we get, we're, you know, there's a big bullfight and da 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 everything else. In the middle of it, I had never seen a bullfight. And when the picadors come in and they 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 stab the bull, you know, in the back of the neck and everything to make him bow. Right. And blood spurting. I stood up. I mean, this is not two good stories together, but <laughs> I just sure threw is. up all the whole crowd. Oh, and no. it was from the blood sausage and the bad water. Right. So I'm, I'm and all these people are screaming at me in Spanish. I run up to the bathroom and the guys, he gives you like a, uh, they don't have like to at that time. They didn't have like toilet rolls. Okay. He gives you like for a peseta, he'll give you one piece. Everything. I just grabbed the whole thing from him and just threw money at him. <laughs> and it was in, it was in the bathroom and he's screaming at me and I'm just like, oh my god. We all got dysentery uh. and we were we were supposed to be there for like twelve days. We were cut it short like at six days. It was just unbelievable. And the guy's going. Here's one piece of toilet paper. I mean, you know, like giving out little napkins. I'm like, I just grabbed and I threw just a bunch of money. And I said, eh. what a vacation. 
Oh, it was unbelievable. We went from, um, actually, we ended up in, um, well, we ended up in um, um, Pamplona, but we had gone to the Basque Country. We had gone to Madrid, Barcelona, and I love Spain. I mean, Spanish men, Spanish women, I love Spain. Yeah, Spain's great. It's just a beautiful country, beautiful people, except for the fact I threw up on them. <laughs> but <laughs> besides that, I you know I've gone from northern, you know, way up in Basque, uh, in, in the Basque country, and then down to um, Andalusia on the ocean, and it's just it's a beautiful country. Moving away from the the puking stories, and <laughs> yeah, really. I mean, that's kind of gross. <laughs> if you're still with us, everybody, no. Um, and back to uh, back to the Playboy life, the mansion life. Um, I have a couple of questions from listeners that wanted to get some things. And there, one thing is, someone said that it's uh, it's been reported that among all the people that hang out at the mansion a lot, one of them was Bill Cosby. Did you have any inter- interactions with Bill Cosby? I did, and. You will hear about it on Dateline. Okay. Um, I did. I did. I was not raped or anything. I I was assaulted, but that's the story that will come out. I can't really go into that right now. Sure. But yes. But you can confirm that he's not a wonderful human being. Do you think? <laughs> Probably not so much. Um, also, someone asked someone. I never heard this before, and I. Maybe it's Jimmy. Someone said, um, "Do you have any information about the alleged secret underground tunnels that lead to the mansion?" Apparently, there was tunnels that went to different people's houses, like Jack Nicholson, Warren Beatty, and James Caan. Is that a thing? Um, there are a few tunnels. Interesting. I mean, you don't, you don't, you don't and, have to say who they go to if you don't want to. That's fine. Yeah, there are a few tunnels. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Um, in the book, they, 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 you know, and those were done years and years ago. Yeah. Um, it's almost like going to the 21 club in, in New York where there are tunnels and there's, you know, and even in Chicago, uh, you know, there are secret tunnels. Yeah, there are. That's awesome. All right. I love that. So in the book, which of course, once again, called centerfolds collection of stories by Charlotte Kemp, um, you mentioned your first trip to the grotto and how overwhelmed you were. Uh, what was that like walking in there and, and seeing everything you saw? Um, Grottomania, I think is what it's <laughs> called. My story in my book. Uh, I walked in, and it's an underground, basically huge jacuzzi all of rock, and there's all these. Uh, basically, you walk in, and it's it, there's waterfalls that go out to the pool, right. and you and you can go in under the water, or you can walk into it. And there's, you know, all kinds of uh, levels where you can lay down, whatever, and walk in. And I was really young then. And and like I said, I, you know, from the Midwest, and I was kind of wide-eyed, you know, bushy-tailed. And I walk in, and there's, like, people having sex and everything. And I I just kind of went, whoa, okay. (laughs) I mean, it was like... Okay, I gotta get a grip on this one, <laughs> and I didn't. I didn't. You know, they're like, "Oh, come on in," and I'm like, "Yeah, I don't think so." <laughs> <laughs> Gonna need a minute. I'm like, that water looks really sticky, yeah. um, <laughs> and I was just basically 
a lot of the stuff, I was just like a voyeur. It, 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 I'm, I'm a voyeur anyways. Okay. As you, as a photographer, you know that. Yeah. And you like to watch and, and, you know, comprehend things. And that's kind of what I did. I was like, wow. Okay. You know, been around the block, but not this block. Yeah. That's a much bigger block. <laughs> yeah, much bigger and a much crazier block. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. But it was, it was funny. I just kind of like, it just struck me. I mean, so many things there. Like, well, you know, here on Dateline with the, with the Bill Cosby thing struck me as, what the, f- you know. Yeah. What the friggin' has happened here? <laughs> is, is, <laughs> I, I don't want to real? swear at that. But it, yeah. Um, mm. Like, where, where did this come from? You know, and it's, it's, a, it's a, basically when you see things, it's like watching a train wreck. You can't, you're mesmerized. You can't take your eyes from from it, but at the same time, you kind of recoil and go, whoa. <laughs> you know, after you watch a couple minutes, you just kind of go, oh, God, I got to get away from this. Jeez. You know? Yeah. I can imagine. That sounds, uh, that sounds like an intense party at the very least. Oh, it was always intense. Nice. Um, one, of the, yeah. one of the funnier things that happened to you in the book, besides the risky business story, and, but you don't have to give the whole story away because we want people to go read the book because it's it's fantastic. Yeah, we can't um, do any more throw up stories. Yeah, no, this is this is not a throw up story. People might think this is a totally different book. Um, <laughs> but one of the one of the stories that I thought was actually really funny, and I don't know if it's because I'm weird or not, was you were talking about one of your first shoots where you you were there, you got naked, and all of a sudden they called out the hair person and they started started trimming the bush. Oh yeah, how well, awkward this was is that? Eighty two. I mean, we didn't have you know. Brazilian and all this other stuff. And I was, you know, 19 years old. And I'm standing there in my pose. Mm-hmm. And he said, he calls for the, you know, the makeup hair uh, production. And he goes, you've got to do something about this. So I'm standing. He goes, you have to stand still. And I'm like, okay, what's going on? She comes down with scissors and just trims my bush. And I'm standing there going, oh my God. Stand still or, you know, I'm going to be like an Indian woman. I'm going to get my (laughs) clip clipped, you know. And I'm like, you know, okay, just be cool with this, be cool with this, be cool with this. And it was like, you know, standing still while someone's trimming your bush. I mean, if you were standing naked and someone went after your balls and they were like trimming your balls and all your stuff, what would you do? I would probably pass out, so I can imagine that was pretty. I know. Weird. I'm just standing there going, "Okay, be really still, because I don't want to be castrated." <laughs> this could get real dangerous real fast. I know. So I'm just sitting there going, "Okay, okay," but you know, back then everyone had bushes. I mean, you know. Sure. I guess mine was a little wall. I don't know. <laughs> I you guess know? so. A little too much for them. <laughs> Uh, I mean, can you put a heart in the middle or, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no Playboy bunny shapes out of it? <laughs> no. That's, yeah. And then I was just kind of going, okay, just be calm. <laughs> breathe in, breathe out. That's that's a good breathe time to start in, meditating. Breathe out, but not, don't breathe out too hard. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, if you fart, she's going to cut your leg. <laughs> <laughs> 
Could you imagine that? Hey, what happened to you? Well, yeah. I farted. I farted and she, you know, took off my labia. Okay. Oh, <laughs> All right. Uh, one of the the nice things that you did in the book that uh, really helped give us some context was you, you put in some before and after pictures of, of everybody that's in there. And, and before, after, all I mean, the, like, recent, All the pictures after. in the book are, are non-copyrighted. They're all from each woman. They gave me their personal pictures to put in the book. Yeah, and that's that's really cool. You and, get to see them then. You get to see them now. And yeah, a lot of them are. Um, a few of the deceased women, um, I didn't have pictures, and therefore they do not. There's like two or three of them that just have a couple or one picture because I don't. I couldn't find any right. that were you know non copyrighted. And, you, you know, you can't use copyright photos. So, um, but a lot of the women gave me, when they were younger, and then as, as you can almost see like a uh, chronology of their pictures. I think that's really cool. Yeah, it's just really fun to, to see what they looked like then, to see what they look like now or, or close to now. And, uh, you know, like your pictures are in there, obviously. Of course, you have lots of pictures of you. It's you. Um, one, one thing that people should know is, she may have been 1982, Miss December, still extremely, extremely good looking. That leads me to this. How did you, and I mean, I can see how you got this, but how did the process go down of you getting the title of Miss American Breasts? Oh, well, Jason Marshall, and, and that's a whole story in the book. And I actually incorporate, instead of having him as a separate story, in within one of my stories. Um, he had been... It was actually Miss Best Breast America, or whatever. Yeah. And he had had Miss Legs and everything else, and he had been putting on these things all over the world and everything else. And we met, and he said, oh, my God, you're the best breast. <laughs> and the whole story is in there. I mean, it's hysterical because I go to Tokyo. I'm standing in front of 20,000 people, basically just with my boobs. I'm like... Someone give me a Xanax. I can't. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm walking out just with my boobs and, and with, you know, things, just, a, you know, uh, a bathing suit bottom. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it totally freaked me out. And, uh, you know, screaming and cheering. And I'm like, oh, my God. You know, um, but he had picked me and had gone through looking all these other women's breasts, everything else. The whole story's in there. And it's hysterical. I mean, it really is hysterical, uh, and that's how I was picked. Easy enough, um, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> and it says you started the the Playboy Olympics. What happened to the Playboy Olympics? Why aren't they around anymore? You know, I don't know. There, I think they only did them for two years. I was on. I was in the first year, which was a hoot. Yeah, I mean, it was so much fun. We just had, you know, we just had the best time. Um, then they had, I think the next year they had it too. And then I don't know. Yeah. For anyone that doesn't know what they are. I, just... You know, I, I don't, I don't know their politics of why they did or did not, but yeah. they, uh, decided not to. Yeah. And for those who doesn't know, that don't know what they are, Playboy Olympics were essentially the Playboy playmates, excuse me, in bikinis out doing random athletic events. What's, what's better well, than you that? You know, what are the shows on now where they have to go through, all these different things to get to the other side, you know, like what, what's the show? And they go over a, a spinning wheel and, oh, blah, 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 yeah. and they end up in, wipe right? out. 
Yeah, wipeout, exactly. And that's basically what it was. In bikinis. In bikinis. See, that's way better than wipeout. Itty bitty bikinis. (laughs) Yeah, if that was on TV now, wipeout would be canceled immediately. (laughs) That's too funny, because I know. I don't know if they ever put... Season, but I kept on falling out of my bikini. And my, because I had little bitty tops. <laughs> I, had, I had big boobs. Right. And I kept on falling out of my, you know, I think I'm always like trying to push it together and, you know, get it together. And it was hysterical. And it was so much fun. And we all, you know, there were like four teams of five of us in each team. And we all, it just, we just all had a blast together. It sounds like I mean, it was really, really fun. And people were just, People loved it, and uh, I think they had, the, like I said, I think they had the next year, but then after that, they uh, kind of copped out. I don't know. That's too bad. Um, what was the whole, what was the Playboy lifestyle like? Was that like a lot of just drug, sex, and rock and roll, or what was it like being a part of that? No, it wasn't. To me, it wasn't drug, sex, and rock and roll. It was fun. Um, certainly people did drugs. Um, at, at that time, I, I I did not do drugs. Um, and the sex I was I had a boyfriend who played for the Bears, you know, and I was very careful. I I didn't really sleep with anyone there. Um, you know, my boyfriend was a Gary Fensick who played for the Bears, and uh, so I wasn't into the whole sex thing. I was a voyeur. I would watch, but I wouldn't, you know, participate. Yeah. Um, rock and roll. Yeah. A lot of rock and roll, everything. But, uh, I think, you know, everyone has their own experience. A lot of girls did drug, sex and rock and roll and everything else. It was just fun. I mean, we could walk around like naked and I used to, I used to do backflips off the top of the waterfalls into the pool. You know, my boobs are flying around and I mean, (laughs) It was just fun. Everyone just, you know, it was like a party 24 seven. Um, but not, not, it was kind of, it was fun party. Not like, you know, some people think all these drugs and all this stuff. I never really saw that. And I certainly never saw like hefty drugs or anything else. Never. Um, but it was like just a bunch of people just having fun. It was, it was like a, like a beach party all the time. That sounds fun. Oh, it was great. Yeah. And, you know, and, and people have these, you know, preconceived notions that, oh, you know, drugs and drugs. I never really saw any drugs, to tell you the truth. I didn't. Huh. I drank my fair share of a champagne. Sure. But, you know, but the thing is about the drugs on it, and yeah, a lot of rock and rollers and everything else. But, yeah. you know, I did, I did never really saw people do drugs there. And maybe I wasn't looking, but at the same token, I just never saw it. But it was just like a nonstop beach party. That's the way to do it. Yeah, you hear a lot of stories like the, the sex, drugs, and rock and roll. And it sounds like drugs were a major part, but that's very interesting. That's uh, not something I expected to hear. But that's kind of cool. No, I never I never really saw a lot of drugs. And, and I didn't participate in the drugs or anything. It, it just... Uh, you know, the people I hung out with a lot of playmates and we ran around, we did whippets, you know, off the, <laughs> like, we used to, we, yeah, we used to steal K 
canisters, like a whole case of them and do whippets. I mean, that's about <laughs> as hard as the drugs I saw, you know. <laughs> it's like high school drugs. But, you know, other than that, I never really saw anyone drugged out or anything like that. I think that's a misnomer that people have that because it wasn't like that. Hmm, I mean, it was just fun. I mean, we just all had fun. And, yeah, there was lots of sex, lots of rock and roll. But the drug the drug factor of it, 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 it I never saw it hmm. right. uh, as, like, a problem or or actually seeing people do drugs and stuff. Mm-hmm. I didn't see it. And, and I was there a lot. So I think a lot of people have a real misconception about, you know, all this drugs and all this stuff. Yeah. How long did you live at the mansion, the Playboy Mansion? Well, on and off for two, three years because okay. I would go back to Chicago and I'd come back and I'd do all these uh, promotions and I had a guest room. I stayed with another girl, uh, Kim Mel and I were one time and I left a bunch of stuff there. So I would stay there like two, three months, go back to Chicago, you know, I'd go back and forth. So on and off for like two, three years. That's cool. And, uh, uh-huh. Yeah, and all my stuff was in my closet, and you know, yeah. it was kind of having like a, a tear to tear, you know, <laughs> back and forth, you know, yeah. from Chicago where I had my apartment, and then I had this little tear to tear at at, uh, at the Playboy Mansion. Yeah, just always had somewhere to stay. Um, do the the centerfolds, you know, past and new and, and in between? Do they ever get together, like have some big like reunion or thing like that? Oh, yeah. We've had, well, I think the last reunion was, whew, the 50th reunion was at, I think, at 2000. But I don't think after that they've really had any big reunions. Oh. But they had the Playmate of the Year party every year, and everyone's invited up to that. Oh, okay. um, but uh, as far as, like, the big reunions we used to have, no, I, they don't have that anymore. Okay. Um, not, not as far as I know. Sure. Yeah. I usually know pretty much because I keep in touch with Playboy all the time. Yeah. Uh, on, on to your after Playboy life. Are you, are you married with kids now? I did. I, yes, I am married. And I do have um, children. Is it is it kind of weird for them that you were in Playboy? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, and yes. <laughs> <laughs> Who's it weirder for, the kids or the husband? Yeah, my husband loves it. He's like, I would imagine. Are you kidding? Um, for my son, no. They're like kind of one son's cool because he's older. The other one's younger, and it it's, it's always freaked him out. <laughs> yeah, mom, don't you know? Don't just really conservative and, blah, blah, blah. and I'm like, <laughs> honey, I do dress conservative, and don't worry about it. And he's like, you know, yeah. Young men have, you know, it's about your mother, you know. Yeah. It's like, like it's like, like talking about like if you if you talk to your father or mother about sex or what, how many times they have sex or whatever. No thanks. Would not would that not creep you out? A lot. Yeah. I okay. I don't there even you go. know those numbers. Yeah, yeah, I know, but wouldn't that creep you out? And it's so, it, you know, young men it creeps them out too. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> And I'm sure that uh, you're the favorite mom of all the friends' moms. So, um, somewhat, but <laughs> it's not. It's not like a, you know. I I don't put myself out like that. Yeah. Uh, I'm not a very 
extroverted person. Okay. Surprising. Uh, so, you know, and the other thing is I try to respect my son's wishes. Yeah. That, you know, I don't put myself out. Like, you know, we have pool parties and stuff like that, and I'm always, you know, dressed appropriately and everything. Because I don't want to embarrass him, and I don't want him to feel that he can't have other kids over and in because my mom, you know, your mom's a playmate, and, you know, can I, you know <laughs> she's going to dress like, you know. You know, I'm yeah. five eight and a half. I am still 118 pounds and everything else, but I have to respect. You know, you have to give some consideration and respect. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, it sucks, but you know what? <laughs> <laughs> that's life. <laughs> uh, that's funny. All right, so the book is once again called Centerfolds, A Collection of Stories by Charlotte Kemp. Charlotte, this has been a whole lot of fun, a very fun interview, just like your book. book is super fun, so thank you for hanging out with us today. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it, and I hope your show goes viral. Yay! <laughs> thank you, and I hope your book goes, uh, you know, New York, seller, uh, New York Times bestseller. Yeah, between your lips and God's ears. <laughs> <laughs> I said it. It's going to happen. All right. Thanks again to Charlotte Kemp, author of Centerfolds, A Collection of Stories. So much fun. I got to tell you that even after the interview was over, Charlotte and I talked for another 20 minutes or so. She is so much fun, and she's a huge sports fan. So for those of you that also listen to my sports show, The Charity Strike, I am trying to get her to uh, make a little appearance on that as well. But anyways, that's for another day. Thank you guys for listening. Do not forget to get her book, Centerfolds, A Collection of Stories by Charlotte Kemp. You can get it by clicking on the link at IWantToKnowShow.com or just clicking on the Amazon banner there and searching for it. And while you're at it, don't forget to tell your friends about how awesome this show is. Share it on Facebook, like it on Twitter, retweets, all that good stuff. iTunes ratings or whatever uh, podcast app you use. I'll take all of it. Please and thank you. A little about next week's show, I have male porn star Dave Pounder. And I know what you're thinking, Greg, shows are getting a little sexual as of late, and uh, you're somewhat right. We're actually talking about a book he's written and some very interesting theories that he's floating by, such as guys should be able to cheat on their women and the women should be okay with it. I feel like this is going to piss off a lot of girls. But he's not just some, uh, you know, player who wants to have lots of sex. He has theories and research and facts behind why he thinks this. To make it even better, I'm going to have a couple of girls on with me after the show to discuss the topics. I'm not going to tell you who they are as of yet, but it's going to be a lot of fun. And I think you'll really enjoy not only who they are, but what they have to say about it. So do not miss the next show with Dave Pounder. But in the meantime, let me know what you thought of the show with Charlotte Kemp. And don't forget to check out the show, IWantToKnowShow.com. That's the website, of course. You can find me on Facebook. Give me the thumbs up over there. It's Facebook.com slash IWantToKnowShow. Follow the show on Twitter at IWantToKnowShow. And if you have anything you want to email, maybe a topic or a question for an upcoming guest or just about anything, send it over to IWantToKnowPod.com at gmail.com I think that's all I've got for you today hope you enjoy the show and on that note good night everybody good night everybody